just to reflect a little bit on the words that I said. Um, uh, verse 5. Just as I am, thou wilt receive, wilt welcome, pardon, cleanse, relieve. So, um, we don't need to we don't need to draw back because of how we are, but to come just as we are, and he will cleanse us, pardon us, relieve us. Um, so, what a beautiful and precious blessing that is. Um, may we praise God for that. It's been um, a blessing already, just um, the things we discussed in Sunday school and the songs um, were meaningful this morning. I, um, I appreciate that and I'm grateful for it. Um, so today, I guess, we will continue in Romans 8. Um, I was <clears throat> encouraged with my study in this. I hope I can present it in a way that um, you can be inspired as well. Um, I determined to try to preach without notes today and ended up still making some notes just because I couldn't contain all that that uh, I found in my studying. So <clears throat> we'll see how it goes. Starting in verse 9 of, of Romans 8, So the last few verses, or the few verses just before this, um, uh, tells us how that the the carnal mind is enmity with God, and uh, is not subject to the law of God, and and it can't be. Um, like you know, we had in Sunday school, the the unbeliever uh, cannot connect to. The believer on on the same level as two two believers do um, verse 8 tells us so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God then verse 9 but ye are not but ye are not in the flesh but in the spirit if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So, um, Paul recognized here that um, the people he was speaking with had received Christ. They they were not of the flesh, but and and told them that you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. So. Being in the spirit um, is 
It changes our status. Um, we are now redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We are forgiven and justified. Uh, you know, we've been bought with a price. We're healed. Um, I have a note here. Uh, Luke 24. 44 to 49. Um, it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour, and the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Now that when when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. And all the people that came together that night, and all the people that came together to that site, beholding the things which were done, smote their breasts. I didn't, that's 23, I'm sorry. Okay, so the verse I really wanted, verse 49 in, in chapter 24 of Luke. Uh, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. So this is the state of, of a believer, endued with power from on high. Um, which is missing in, uh, in the person living in the flesh, okay? So just the difference between living in the flesh and living in the spirit. I found the word endued um, interesting. Um, the, the modern word, the word that would be used today, uh, I, I think, uh, is endowed and um, that means to provide something or one of the definitions of endowed is to provide something freely or naturally and I, I think that fits very well with this um, the, the thing of being in the spirit we are we are provided something freely. We are provided God's Spirit. Um, um, now I forgot already the, the term used in Luke, um, power from on high or something like that. We're given that freely. Whereas living in the flesh, we don't have that. Um, So on to verse 10, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead, 
because of sin, but the spirit of life, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Okay, so if we think of, of what this is saying, if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. We know that sin sin is well within our body, our flesh and blood is um, the is naturally sinful, okay? So if Christ is in us, we have died to the carnal. Uh, so our body is dead. Um but the spirit then is life because of righteousness. Um, and verse 11 goes on to explain that better than I can. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So, um, If we, if we just sit back and meditate on that, the, the power that raised up Christ from the dead, um, that same power gives us life, gives us a, a spiritual life. Um, quickens your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Okay, so... Verse 12, um, we are not debtors, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. So we, we don't owe our flesh anything. Um, and, okay, so how do we understand flesh? Because it is our body and we, we owe ourselves to take care of our body but flesh is also um, a parallel to sin or to to carnal desires let's say okay so we don't owe our carnal desires anything except to mortify them okay So we are not debtors to the flesh to live after the flesh. All that brings is death, which is referring to the second death, eternal death. Uh, for if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the Spirit, uh, of the body, you shall die. Try that again. 
But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Okay, so if we die with Christ, we are raised in a new life through the Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Verse 15, uh, for he have, ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Um, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Um, so, this, this thing of um, the Spirit dwelling in us, um, in, in looking into that, and I... Um, I forget now. I think it was um, the Bible Dictionary or um, some other book I had. Um, I found an interesting um, teaching on um, the Spirit. Actually, um, found a new word, uh, the word paraclete, which um, is translated as comforter, counselor, advocate, intercessor, or helper. Uh, the literal meaning of that is one, one called to the side of. So the, a, a paraclete would be one that is, is called to walk alongside of us. Um, and this article uh, spoke of, of the uh, the paraclete verses um, which is found in, in John. J just different verses speaking of um, the spirit uh, dwelling in us um, and so forth. And so I would like to turn to that. It's found in John 14, 14 through 16, just a few verses in those three chapters, um, starting in John 14, verses 15 to 17. 
where it says, If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that ye may abide that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the Lord cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Okay, so here we see that you know, the, the Spirit of God, or the Comforter, uh, abides with us, um, he dwells in us. Um, the The world cannot receive him, but but we know him because he dwells within us. He he um, he leads us in our thoughts. Um, guides us in the way that we should go and convicts us of of you know the what we need to do what is right what is god's will um, and as as a comforter he brings us comfort as well in in times of distress um We can, um, if, if we receive this as God's truth, um, he's telling us here that, um, that the, the Spirit dwells in us. And can we not rejoice in that? So the, the next one is in, verse 26 but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you and, and I recognize that he was speaking to the apostles here but I think it is fair for us that we take this personally as well. Um, the the Spirit opens our understanding uh, as we read God's Word, and and He brings to mind truths that we have learned already. Uh, brings to remembrance uh, those things to to guide us in our way. To help us uh, walk in God's will. Uh, chapter 15, verses 26 and 7. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. So the, the Spirit testifies of Christ and um, and then we are asked to to bear witness of Christ and 
that was touched this morning in Sunday school as well, that you know, the, the way we act, um, the things we say and the things we do um, have an effect on people around us. Then in uh, John 16, verses 5 through 11, um, I might not read all of that. Um, starting verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and ye seek me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. So... Um, The, the, the comforter or God's spirit will reprove the world of sin. Um, if we think of thinking of the word reprove, um, I found that one definition for this is expressing disapproval without scolding, and with the purpose or hope of correcting the fault. So uh, that gives us a, a visual, I guess, um, an illustration of the, the gentleness of Christ, of the Spirit within us, uh, and I think we we experience that in our our conscience, a just a a quiet understanding of knowing that that what we do is is right or wrong. Um, okay, so the spirit reproves the world of sin. Um, and so is is world here speaking of of worldliness or the population of planet Earth? Um, seems to me it is it is speaking more of of all people rather than um, worldliness because it says he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So righteousness is not in the
in worldliness, okay? Um, okay, verse 10, of righteousness, because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. So, um, to me that is just um, expressing the, the need for uh, God's people, uh, the Christ's followers, um, to, to carry on, to be faithful, um, to be a light to the world. And then of, of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. And that, you know, the, the Satan has been defeated, okay? The, that judgment has, has already been made. Um, and we can continue in, in victory. Um, John... 16, uh, the next several verses, um, 12 to 16, um, take a look at verse 14, he shall glorify me, the spirit shall glorify me, Christ, for he shall receive of mine and sh shall Show it unto you. So the Spirit uh, receives and shows it unto us. Okay, if we go back to Romans 8 now. Um, The, the thing of um, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry Abba Father um, I think what this is saying is that um So, we, we mortify the flesh. We, we um, die with Christ. And the, the, our, our given life through the Spirit again, okay? But we don't receive that that, that that spirit that we receive is not one of bondage. Um, it's not the spirit of being enslaved to to fear or sin. Um, but we receive the spirit of adoption. Um, and and that allows us that. Uh, provides for us that we see God as our Father 
and as a dear father. So if, if we think of, of the spirit dwelling within us and we communicate with, with the father as, as our father, um, what does what does this say to us um, this expression of Abba Father um, and that too I found interesting as I uh, looked into that um Okay, we find in, in Mark 14, verse 36, um, Jesus used that expression uh, when he prayed in the garden. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. So, um, it was a a cry from his heart. Um, Abba actually is is um, I think it was a, an Aramaic word meaning father. So in essence he was saying father, father or maybe um, father, my father. Um, But it was it was coming from his heart um, as someone who he dearly loved, and um, so <clears throat> we understand that that. Uh, you know, being being redeemed, uh, having uh, received the salvation that Christ provided for us, that um, Christ is our brother, God is our Father, and um, and we too can cry out to Him in in that same manner. Um, the the article I found says that the, the cry of Abba, Father, is a cry of choice. It is our addressing the Father of creation and choosing to make him our Father. So, it, it's not a um, it's not just something that naturally occurred, but it is a choice we make, and to to cry out to God in that way is um, is uh, the fruit of 
of making the choice of, of having God as our Father. Uh, crying Abba Father is bowing the knee of our heart in devotion and submission to the one with the rightful authority of our souls, trusting in his love like Jesus did. When we cry, Abba, Father, it's evidence of the Spirit of God within us because of Jesus. Um, so, that was only a part of what I had found, actually. Um, in Galatians 4, uh, verse 6, it says, And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth, his, hath sent forth the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Okay, so in Galatians, it speaks as, or it tells us that, um, the Spirit dwelling in our hearts cries, Abba, Father. Okay. In Romans, it says that that we cry, Abba, Father. Okay. So, then it says, in verse 16. Okay, so 15 says that we cry, Abba, Father. Galatians says the spirit within us cries, Abba, Father. Now verse 16 in Romans 8. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And so both the spirit dwelling in us and and our spirit both cry, Abba, Father. Uh, So verse 17, um, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we also, that we may also be glorified together. Um, that is, um, You know, if, if we think of what this is, is truly telling us, um, that we are heirs of God, you know, as, as children of God, we, we inherit the, the riches of God. Okay? They're, they're given to us. And in the same way that... that uh, Christ receives. 
if so be that we suffer with him, if we mortify the flesh, die to sin and self, and are raised with his spirit to life again, that we may that we may be also glorified together, that we may be glorified with Christ. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Okay. The, the suffering that we experience here on earth is not worthy to be compared with, with that, that glorification that we experience with Christ. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Um, So, um, the creature, speaking of mankind, I believe, uh, was made subject to vanity, um, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Okay, so, um, we were made subject to vanity, um, and and subjected to hope. So, um, if we if we drop down to um, verse twenty four now, we are saved by hope. Okay, we are promised salvation. Um, we are we are given hope, which is. Um, the, the eager anticipation of um, of being with God um, through salvation. Um, but hope that is seen is not hope. And so... If we think of what that is saying, um, you know, we can illustrate that quite easily with 
I don't know, during the summertime, or even today, it's cold. Um, and we hope that it warms up again. Um, but once that happens, there's, there's no hope. I mean, hope is past. Okay, so, uh, or we hope that it rains. Well, once it is raining, there's hope is is gone. It's fulfilled. Okay. And we are saved by hope. We are saved by that that eager anticipation of of being with God. It uh, we we continue in faith in that hope. That that hope of seeing Him. That. Um, you know, okay, in verse 25, but if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Okay, so we hope to see God. We, we eagerly anticipate that moment. Okay, and, but in the meantime, we wait with patience and continue in faith. Verse 26, Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Um... I pondered on the word infirmities. Um, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. What does that all include? And usually, when I think of infirmities, I, I think of um, sicknesses, uh, maybe uh, weakness or um, being crippled or whatever, but and just doing a, a search on the what actually is infirmity saying. Um, infirmity is the state of being infirm, or it does mean weakness and feebleness. Infirm, the the second entry for infirm, or the second definition for infirm, is without a firm purpose, weak in will or character, not steadfast, and faltering. And I like that because is that not where we find ourselves at times? Um, weak in will or in character. And here we have the promise that the Spirit helps us through that. The Spirit helps us when we're not steadfast. The sp and how does that work? Well, does not the Spirit um, it reproves the world of sin. Okay, So when we're not steadfast, the Spirit reproves us of that moves us towards, draws us towards God, uh, moves us to repentance. 
verse 27, then I'll leave it with that. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. That is a, a beautiful verse. Um, and <clears throat> okay, he that searches the hearts, we understand that as, or I understand it as God, okay? God that searcheth our hearts, the hearts of the saints, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because, remember, the, the Spirit makes intercession for us, okay? God knows the mind of the Spirit because the Holy, because the Holy Spirit maketh intercession for us according to the will of God. Um, the maketh intercession um, I found it interesting in the in the German translation of this. Um, it would make the intercession is represents. Okay, so the spirit. Um, represents the saints according to the will of God or pleads our cause okay that fits better actually but uh, the spirit pleads our cause uh, according to the will of God um, so if, if we back up and and take with that um, we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Okay. Um, and then in, in 27 it tells us that is done according to the will of God. So we don't know how to present our case to God, but the Spirit intercedes for us. Um, and, and presents that in a way that, that God receives it. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, how I need to express myself there, I guess. Um, take it as, as it speaks to you. Um, but it is a, a beautiful thing to realize that um, the Spirit helps our infirmities and intercedes for us. He, he, um, The Spirit connects with God at times when we um, 
find ourselves faltering. Um, and and pleads our cause. Um, and we know that that all that is is done because that that God loves us and and cares for us. He he uh, desires to have us with him. Um, that has often um, been such a um, inspiration for me to realize that that God actually has a strong desire to have us be with him. Um, and the, the fact that he provides his spirit to dwell in us, to intercede for us, um, is, is precious. And it, um, it's just humbling to realize um, how perfectly and wonderfully that God has provided. Okay, so I will leave it there and uh, we'll open for testimony at this time. <laughs>